Welcome back to the Aon Pensions podcast, Vanessa. You're going to tell us about the Global Pensions Risk Survey Hot Topic Cyber Risk. So let's start with what was that about? <laughs> Thanks, Stuart. Um, so this is the first time we've actually surveyed pension schemes about cyber risk. So I was actually excited to see what the outcomes would be. And there's certainly some encouraging responses, but more can be done. Thankfully, over 95% of respondents said that their scheme had not been affected by cybercrime, but a handful said that they had been affected. And unfortunately, we expect that this figure is only likely to increase. So what can schemes do to reduce their risk? Well, there's a number of actions, but the most simplest things trustees can do is to get some training so they can fully understand what they are most concerned about, and then they can take informed actions. The survey showed that three in four have had cyber training or plan to have it in the next 12 months. And you can kind of understand why some people may have this view, especially if they outsource services to large third-party providers. But if those schemes are impacted by a cyber attack, then they may not know what actions they should be taking. And this might not go down too well with the members. Cyber training can take a number of different forms. And we've found a really engaging way to approach this is by running a cyber simulation exercise and we've run around 100 of these, and the survey highlights that 15% have done these already, and a further 30% plan to run these. That sounds exciting. So what is a cyber simulation exercise? You might have already also heard of these referred to as a war game. Yep. So they're basically a group exercise run with the trustee board that takes them through how a cyber attack may actually unfold. We often run these sessions with advisors and company representatives present as well. And it's designed to get the participants to consider the actions they need to take to deal with the situation. So it's a highly interactive session and gets the board to think about their main issues, but in a safe environment where real money and data isn't at risk. So if you've been to the Aon Pension Conference earlier in the year, then we ran a taster session there. And I've been running these sessions for a few years now, and I still really enjoy running them especially when you get to see the value all participants get from taking part. So you've got some training and handled a problem. What else should pension schemes be doing? So the natural follow-on from any training is to have an instant response plan. This can vary from a list of contact details and a checklist to a robust stepped plan of actions for handling an incident impacting the pension scheme. Now, from the survey, 60% of respondents said that they had these plans or they are intending to get one in the next year. And the pensions regulators stated that that's good governance, so establishing and testing your instant response plan is crucial. So I am a little concerned about those 40% of respondents who have no plans to do this. Do you think then, in that case, the respondents believe they can rely on their providers for this support? It's possible. From discussions with boards, they still expect to have considerable support from their providers, and rightly so but they should also think about how they may need to respond themselves. So, for example, if their providers weren't able to give them assistance. I think the important thing here is to specifically ask rather than just assume. This could be done as part of any formal assessment of those providers. And it's also worth thinking about multiple response plans might all be happening at the same time if you've got a lot of different people being impacted. So is assessing third-party providers a good idea? Yes, most definitely. The extent you do this may vary, but asking what controls your provider has in place in respect of cybersecurity measures is important. And it puts you in a better position if there is a cyber attack that impacts that provider, rather than if you just didn't ask. Again, this is good governance, and I expect this will be addressed when TPR update their internal controls guides. 
What did these surveys say about this? Well, almost half of schemes responded to say they'd carried out assessments of third-party providers and their cyber resilience. And we are finding that many schemes are building on their GDPR questioning to ask more specific questions about cybersecurity itself. And, and more of the larger schemes are starting to probe a little deeper too, so supplementing questionnaire answers with actual interviews. So that sounds interesting, but is there a big exercise if you assess all of your providers? I think it's a good idea, but there does need to be some pragmatism too. The benefit is that the interview usually involves both IT and someone from the client team itself. So you can identify what exactly happens for your scheme, as opposed to being provided with general questions and answers. But I agree that in some cases, schemes have a long list of providers, and that could be an extensive exercise. So what we do with Aon is we actually help boards to identify and prioritize who they review. And it could involve a combination of asking some basic security questions to some providers and then more in-depth questioning for others. So one of the big things we always hear is that, you know, schemes are too busy. They don't have the budget to do everything. What can these schemes do in relation to their cyber risk? There are some really simple steps, such as just recording cyber risk on your risk register. But surprisingly, the surveys show that two thirds of schemes haven't yet documented cyber risks, mitigations and security policies or procedures. That's quite worrying. I was talking to one of the audit firms last week and they were saying that they expect cyber risk to be addressed in the risk register. So if you're one of those schemes, then don't be surprised if you get challenged. What's the deal with insuring against this risk? Cyber insurance for pension schemes is still in its infancy. There's a handful of schemes that have bought specific cover and others may have protections from other policies. The surveys show that 20% of schemes already have this with more considering purchasing insurance in the future. But I think it's really important to understand what you get with these policies, as there's often some confusion. Cyber insurance protects the policyholder against a range of risks, including costs associated with dealing with a cyber attack, either on itself or a third party, as well as protection against third party claims. But it doesn't cover you against loss of scheme assets. That's needed by a crime policy. Why buy it? One benefit is access to instant response support. Now, this support can also be provided separately from an insurance contract and basically gives the policyholder access to an expert to help you handle the situation. We find that the standalone expert on retainer contract may not be suitable for all and are likely to be limited to just large schemes or those with in-house services. And that looks to be reflected in the survey responses too, with just over 10% of respondents having this service already. That's really good information and key information for for schemes to digest. Have you got any final messages? I'd say as an individual, it's important to be vigilant. The instant responders arm of Aon report that at least 90% of the cyber attacks that they've responded to started out with a phishing email. Unfortunately, this is a real and ever-growing threat. So for those trustees or pension scheme sponsors listening who haven't yet thought about this issue then I recommend that you get training to understand your risks, take action now and repeat this at least every two years to stay up to date with cyber criminals, tactics and techniques. And Vanessa, where can you find out more? So I've already mentioned a few times that cyber risks and good governance. And so we've got further information on the trustee effectiveness page on the Aon website. Alternatively, just speak to one of your Aon contacts or just give me a call. Brilliant. Thank you. Thank you.